Hello, hello, and welcome to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Hey, everybody, John the announcer here, and you guessed it, we've got a cool show on tap. Up first, author Michael Goldstein. Then at the bottom of the hour, we are joined by Walker, Texas Rangers TV star Judson Mills. But first, we bring on the host here. Is comic impressionist Rich Nadoli. Hello, John, the announcer. How how was your uh, your week? Oh, doing fine. We've we've got company in town, so so you know what. Oh, you do. Where are they from? <laughs> They're from uh, 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 Coeur d'Alene, uh, Idaho. Idaho. So, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are moving to Idaho. Oh, they sure are. Yeah. yeah, it's, a, yeah. It's, it's it's beautiful up there. I don't blame them. Yeah, they're getting out of California. And <laughs> they want to keep Cal- some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we got we're on tap here. Uh, we got. Uh, uh, First up, Michael Goldstein, author, um, we're going to chat with right now. Hi, Michael. Hi, how you doing, Rich? Hey, Thanks real good. Me on. Real good. Thanks for joining us this morning. So you're quite sure. you're quite the author. So tell us about uh, about what you've been doing, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, uh, just published the first uh, book in a series called The Adventures of Jimmy and Andrew. And the first book, American Stonehenge, uh, just came out in hard copy. And uh, basically, the book is about uh, a boy by the name of Jimmy. For his ninth birthday, he gets to get a dog, and his father takes him to the local shelter. And it, and he turns out getting a dog that uh, was born in Egypt over 3,000 years ago and can speak to the boy telepathically. <laughs> cool. <laughs> So uh, his name is Andrew, is the dog, Mm -hmm. and uh, and so this is their meeting, and then they embark on their first adventure. And when a a fully intact duplicate of England's Stonehenge is found in a remote location in the forests of northern Washington, uh, Jimmy's archaeologist parents go up there to excavate the find, and they take Jimmy and Andrew with them. And uh, basically, there's lots of mystery around it. Where did it come from? People have been disappearing over the centuries. And uh, Jimmy and Andrew have to unravel the mystery. And the current story in the book, it goes back and forth between the current adventure and other episodes in Andrew's long life. He's lived over 3,000 years. Uh, So he's been all over and how he got his name, etc. So it goes back and forth, and that's that's basically uh, the story. That's really cool. So this is going to be a series. Then you're going to have how many how many books yeah. do you want to? Uh, I'm not sure. Right now, the second book is already done and in the final stages of editing. Uh, started the third book, and I what I can tell you now is there's at least four books. Wow, okay. this could be a mini. This could be a mini series on TV. Huh? Well, at least, <laughs> yeah, at least it, I hope so. I, I hope so. I just actually uh, uh, contacted an actor. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he was somebody that I saw on an HBO series when I was writing the first book, and I thought, God, he'd make a great character of this uh, character called Pete in the book, who's a Vietnam War veteran who's been living up near the uh, strange monument for almost 40 years. And so, uh, you know, hoping that that'll happen, but 
course, the first thing is, is I want people to read the book, kids to read the book. And that's, uh, that's where the attention is. Yeah. So now the people, now, to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think that it's important that kids get back to reading, you know, that they begin reading a lot more. And, and it's, and it's, and this is one of the reasons I wrote the book the way I did was for that purpose. I pictured, uh, parents and grandparents reading it to their kids and their grandkids. So I wanted to put together a book that was, uh, something special sure uh, you know this yeah something special that people could you know nowadays people have so many other little bills and whistles and things i wanted to put together a, a book that really represented the story so it's uh it's it's big it's seven and a half by ten specially coded pages and we also i also spent uh over two years doing the chapter illustrations so there's a there's a cinematic hand-painted illustration that uh, shows the major scene in every chapter. That's awesome. It kind of gives the book a graphic novel quality. Sure, yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to author Michael Goldstein. He's got a new book out called American Stonehenge. Now, they can get that on Amazon, I'm assuming? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Also, you should check out our website, which is uh, www.jimmyandandrew.com because you can, they can uh, see a, uh, an amazing free preview of the first four chapters in print replica. And is, is, is yes. Jimmy, Jimmy and Andrew, is and, is that the, the symbol or, or the word? It's just the word. The word, yeah, the okay. Word. Jimmy and Andrew, that's it. Very okay. simple. Yeah, gotcha. Jim, um, yeah, all lowercase, lower Jimmy and Andrew, exactly. JimmyandAndrew.com. Um, right. Mike, yeah, Michael Goldstein, and the book is American Stonehenge. So now, where'd you grow up, Michael? Denver. In Denver, huh? So now you, uh-huh. you always wanted to write, or was that something you started later in life, or did, have you done that your whole life, or had that start? Well, I, I, I've always been a storyteller. And, and up until, uh, I mean, I've, I've done writing for, you know, a lot of nonfiction for uh you know, over 40 years, a lot of it having to do with different things that I've done. And uh, these, as far as fiction, um, these stories are based on stories that I told my grandson. Okay, I used to, uh, when my grandson moved away, uh, he used to call me every night for a poppy story. That's what he called <laughs> poppy. So he'd say, poppy, I want a story. So the way we always told stories is I would eat. He might pick something. I might, in other words, I just created it right there as we were talking. And if, in, in person, it's like he'd point to something in the room, like that chair, and all of a sudden we had a whole series called The Magic Chair. <laughs> but the, a lot of times I would want to get, get him involved in the story. Um, so uh, I would ask him questions about it as I was telling it. And that was the case with Jimmy and Andrew, which was one of his favorite stories, was The Adventures of Jimmy and Andrew. And basically, uh, the creation of the two characters was a very special collaboration between my grandson and I. And Jimmy is actually, uh, he came up with the names, Jimmy and Andrew, those were his names. And uh, he did some description of the, of the dog. And uh, Jimmy's really based on my grandson a lot. In fact, they're the exact same age. They have the same birthday. <laughs> 
Well, how, now how and, old uh, how old is your grandson? Well, he was born in 1998, which is the same as Jimmy. No, and, nobody uh, was born in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody. Oh how God. can anybody be born in 1998? My gosh. <laughs> were, you were. You were really. <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. I, I don't know. I don't know I if I wish or not with things that are going on now in the world. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, this takes people. This puts. This is uh, stories that will really surprise people. In other words, you, when you go up and you read different uh, uh, blurbs, testimonials, that's the one thing you hear over and over from people and kids. That I never expected that. I've heard a lot. I've read a lot of books about a boy and his dog, but not like this one because it's unlike anything anybody's read before. So it's not you can't you can't predict it. Well, that's really cool, and I'm sure your grandson and all I'm sure all his friends too will go out and get the book. That's they're going to yeah, be. Well, he, yeah. yeah, he's he it's 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 it, you know that's one of the nice things about it was that it was you know something very special between the two of us, and so I wanted that for other you know for parents and grandparents too when they're telling the story or reading the book for their kids. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, sure. That's absolutely true. Um, we, we're talking to Michael Goldstein, author uh, of a book called American Stonehenge, which is going to be, which is the first of a series. There'll be around uh, four books that will be coming out, three of them after this. And you can go pick up that book, American Stonehenge, by Michael Goldstein on Amazon.com, or you can go to his website, uh, JimmyandAndrew.com. We've got to take a quick commercial break. we got more to chat with Michael Goldstein right after this. Oh, yeah. Folks, you're tuned to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice brought to you by the Vegas Voice magazine, the free monthly magazine. Learn more at the VegasVoice.net. Stick around. We'll have more right after this. Holy gentle giants dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. Welcome back to the Vegas Boys. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back talking to author Michael Goldstein. His new book is called American Stonehenge. You can pick that up on Amazon.com. And you can also go to his website, JimmyAndAndrew.com. And and is the actual word and, JimmyAndAndrew.com. So now... uh, what does it mean to combine Japanese folklore with can-do Americanism? Is that is that uh, something you? Yeah. Hello. Oh yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, that's right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So okay. So, so now, 
so now when they go on your website, can they can they is there anything mentioned about the new books too? No, uh, basically just the series. What's mentioned is the series. The second book, the name of the book is mentioned. I think it's called Land of Caverns. Um, but it, like I said, it's, it's in the final stages of editing, so we're we're still gonna. I have some very special plans on the illustration of that book. So now, so each book you're doing is going to have these special illustrations uh, with it. Uh, well, I don't know. This one, the second one's going to be different from the first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's just it's hard to say. You know, I'm going to have to see. I got because one of the ways that I write is I don't. I know I don't know what's going to happen any more than a reader does. In other words, it comes to me as I'm writing. I don't make outlines. <laughs> right, right, right. I just I, that's and so so a lot of the thing is I'm I'm as surprised as the reader, and so I don't know on the third book. I know pretty much how the second book is going to be illustrated, but not the first, not the third. So now, when you say it comes to you, it comes to you as you're writing. So are you are you one of these people that carries a you carry a little. Uh, a uh, little tape recorder with you. Um, no. how, how do you write? Like, how do you normally write? No. Can you sit down I just sit and down. You know, really? I just sit down at the computer and I just write, and it just comes out. I have kind of a general, like, I have a general idea of certain things, but yeah. then as I'm writing, it just kind of comes to me. Wow. So you don't, yeah, because see, a lot of people can't write like that. A lot of people write, you know, you're driving in your car and you start thinking of stuff and you go, I got to log that or I'm going to forget it or, you know, but you don't forget anything. I I don't forget anything. No, I never, I never do that. I never make notes. It's not that kind of. Really? Wow. Um, Wow. No, no. But it's the only, it's always the way I told story. You know, as a storyteller, I just told them. I didn't have any set story. They just came out. You know, I created them at the moment, and that's the way I, I, I write also. It, I mean, it's like I'll go back through and edit it and go back and look at it and, and over and over and over it, but, but when it's the basic story is just written when I sit down. Yeah, that's amazing, because, you know, as a comedian, when I think of things sometimes when I'm driving, if I don't write it down, I'll forget that I thought of this funny thing that I need to throw in the act, you know. <laughs> right, John? I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's just a, it's just a real connection, with, especially with this particular series and the story. Sure. Um, yeah. It's 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 just goes kind of that way. And one and one of the things about the books, is like I said, I'm very interested in in uh, children literacy and uh, and and support any of those kind of programs. Um, and and so I wanted the book to be a, a thought provoking fantasy while also being education. So all of the subjects discussed um, are factually and historically correct. And that includes in the illustrations, for instance, you're not going to see any kind of fauna or flora that doesn't belong in that location that that illustration is. In other words, everything factually and historically is correct. So I want kids to be able to learn and get and, and and while they're being entertained, sure. Because you know a lot of kids today, you know, they're so into the 
the phones and the gadgets and stuff, they're, they're yeah. not really picking up books and communicating with people the way they should. As some of that stuff's all getting lost. I, I don't even think a lot it of is. kids, I don't even think a lot of kids are learning how to sign their name in school anymore, are they? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's I, I would hope so. Because cursive um, writing is, I mean, is important, I always thought. And, it, and, it, it is. It is. And, and uh, well, like when one of the things about my kids was um, they were reading very young. And it's because my wife would sit with my wife would sit down with them and read to them. And and they, and reading to them, reading to them. Then they, oh, mommy, read me a book. Well, read it. You're, you know, you can read it. I don't have time. So you learn how to read. You know, so in other words, it encouraged them to start learning to read. Sure. While she was reading to them. And, and so, and the thing is, is if, if a kid can read, then if a person can read, they don't have to depend on anybody. Everything is just books. Yeah. Well, that, no, that you know, you're, like what's you're going on right now. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% correct. And, and and I also think that, you know, I mean, typing was one of the most valuable courses my mother made me take in high school. And if you look at now with the computers, everybody that knows how to type can, can work on a computer a lot faster. And I wonder, are they even teaching that in schools anymore? You know, how Boy, to... I don't know. It was one of the greatest things I learned, too. And I remember in junior high school. Yeah. Because my penmanship wasn't that good. I right. could read it, but other people couldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's just my, it just sucked. And, right. and I took typing in junior high school, and my, it was the most valuable asset, I, one of the most valuable courses I ever did. And there were a lot of. Know, I learned how to. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. And there were a lot of girls in typing class. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's the other side. <laughs> there, there was. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting because my, my typing teacher in high school had a pointer, and he had he had the keys were blacked out on the typewriter, but you had to look up at the chart to find the key with your finger. You couldn't look at uh, at the actual keys, and if you did, he would hit you with the pointer. Uh, nowadays, now nowadays they would sue the the school or the. <laughs> teacher if they oh, did that God. but he would say if i catch anybody looking at their hands and not looking up at the chart to find the key with their fingers he goes i would i'll hit you with the pointer and he would <laughs> he would smack <laughs> you with the pointer yeah he would be out of work he'd be out of work now yeah. but it worked oh, but what he was doing like, worked michael it worked oh, well it's like it, it reminds me of my father i grew up in the 50s yeah yeah when i was a little kid and and my father wanted to teach i had my I had two other brothers and he wanted to teach us how to box so we made, he set a, a boxing ring up in the backyard. And then he, we had, he, he just, our friends would come over and he would just twin us up. He never asked their parents. Yeah. He just put us in and we, we'd fight. The kid would come home with a black eye and, yeah. and he'd say, what happened to you? Well, Mr. Goldstein, you know, the father would say, good, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah. Were, I mean, well, and you know. And, oh. Today, are you kidding? He would have been. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, we had we had PE teachers in junior high that would paddle you and stuff. I mean, yeah. if you if oh, you're yeah. at them, but you know what? It kept kids in line. They didn't go <laughs> yeah. do. They weren't disrespecting teachers like they're doing today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> We're talking times, different times. Yeah, right. We're talking uh, uh, author Michael Goldstein. His book is called American Stonehenge. And it is the first book of a series of books that Michael will be coming out with. You can get the book American Stonehenge by Michael Goldstein on Amazon.com. You can also go on to his website, uh, Jimmy and Andrew 
dot com and and is the actual word and jimmy and andrew dot com so no no other writers in your family mike um not in my side of well my son yeah and he's been he's not that kind of a writer he's written for newspapers and that mm-hmm. sort of thing for years but on my uh, it was really on my uh, uh former wife's side of the family that's where all the writers were but not on my side yeah which is kind of funny uh, actually, her uncle was Robert Penn Warren. Mm. So, maybe, maybe, I mean, they had, yeah, I was going to say maybe one of your maybe your grandkids are going to be writers. <laughs> maybe who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. But it's, it's it's I love it. I love working. I mean, it's it's a pleasure. That's the big one of the biggest. Biggest pleasures in my life is writing. Well, you know that's ama- That's really amazing, and that's such a. Do you do any speaking engagements? Because that's such an important message that, you know, that kids need to find their gifts. And you know, when you find your gifts, you're usually gonna nine times out of ten you're good at it because you're gifted yeah. at it, and you're gonna love it yeah. because you're gifted at it. Exactly. Uh, yes. Exactly. It's, it's, it, that was my rule with my kids growing up. Whatever they were interested in. I support. Sure. If they because, were interested in, yeah, and it, you know, oh, I'm interested in soccer, great, you're on the soccer team, you know, whatever, you know, or I'm interested in playing guitar, well, this is what you got, you know, just support it. And sure. And they, that's where they, like you said, whatever the person's really interested in, they will get good at. They will get good at, and then they find they find their gifts that way, and then that yeah. that is uh, definitely makes your journey in life a lot easier by going with your with your you know God given talents. Exactly, and, and one of the things I wanted to do with these books really expose kids to a lot of different things. Um, for instance, uh, the, I remember reading books when I was growing up. Some things just stuck with me. For years, things that I used when I when I was uh, you know doing other things in life, necessary things. When I was uh, down in Central America, I mean, in, in certain jungle, I, I remember some things I read from books that I used that when I read when I was a kid. So I put a lot of those kind of things that are weaved it, woven into the books. Like, for instance, I mentioned that uh, uh, Pete, who who is this uh, Vietnam War veteran lives up there well he he hunts with a bow and and he hasn't used guns since he moved up there so he doesn't he hunts with a bow everything and so i had to go find a a champion bow hunter to really interview to go over these scenes to make sure they were accurate sure that's amazing so the kid yeah and then and then plus weave in the native american philosophy Mm-hmm. within there and, and that sort of thing so um that, that's the whole idea is to try to give kids that interest yeah and that's it, a, that's it, a great thing that's a great thing uh, author michael goldstein um the book is called american stone hinge and it's available on amazon or the website jimmy and michael goldstein american stone hinge is the book first book of a series of four hey michael come back again when your next book is out uh much success, buddy. Michael Goldstein. Well, sh- sure, Rich. I'll tell you what. Give, email me and I'll send you a book. Oh, that's nice of you. Thank you, Michael. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, just just, just send me an email with your address and stuff, and I'll, and I'll get you out of book. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Michael Goldstein. I appreciate right. it very much. Thank Michael you Goldstein. so much, Rich. Have, have a great one. Thanks for having me on. You too. 
Folks, you're tuned to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice brought to you by the Vegas Voice magazine. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. changing the circus of politics healthcare's low standards and high prices and let's not forget food quality what to do arm yourself with life change tea at getthetea.com in a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality it's time you make a move log on to getthetea.com and stock up on organic non-gmo supplements don't forget the tea getthetea.com Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best naturally. All you have to do is log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. Getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Changing America's health one tea bag at a time. Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now, 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. Two of the most common minerals found in the cells of your body are magnesium and potassium. When these minerals are deficient, your muscles can't relax properly, and that's why cramping occurs. And if you can't relax, you don't get restful sleep. Introducing Relax, a new and exciting product of Angstrom Minerals by Elemental Research. Relax is a blend of the potassium and magnesium your body needs in a simple, cell-ready liquid formula. You could eat bananas and greens all day long and still not get the benefits of Relax. See Relax and the full line of Angstrom Minerals at ElementalResearchINC.com. Vegas never sleeps, but you knew that already because you live here. This is Stephen Maggi, host of Vegas Never Sleeps. Join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400. Vegas Never Sleeps features the unique approach of in-depth conversations, bringing the timeless excitement of Las Vegas to the world. So remember, join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400 for Vegas Never Sleeps.
Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back. We are joined via phone from, uh, hey, this guy's one of my favorite actors because, uh, you know, we're all Walker, Texas Ranger fans. Boy, he's done a bunch of stuff. And dude. we've had Cherie J. Wilson on a bunch of times oh, and Clarence yeah. Gilliard. And now we got Judson Mills. Hi, Judson. Hey, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate appreciate the kind introduction there. <laughs> oh no, no. We're, listen, we're all Walker fans. Are you kidding? And uh, <laughs> and you join you joined the cast. Uh, what, what? See, you were on the last like two or three seasons, right? Last two seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With yeah, with Nia, Nia Peoples. Peoples and I joined. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so now, um, so how did they find you for that? Um, you know what? It was a pretty regular kind of casting process. I had read for the show before, uh, and I had um, made the mistake of telling them how tall I was. <laughs> and um, so Chuck, uh, being a guy who's who's not super tall, you know, likes to surround himself with folks that are in this in a similar kind of a, a height. So. Yeah. So I, uh, they sort of shined me on a couple of occasions, and then yeah. I got word. I got word from somebody, you know, just tell them you're, you know, you're five ten or five eleven, uh, and and I did, and so you know I ended up getting the job. But it was a regular kind of a thing. I got a call. I went in. I read. It went, you know, to the next stage, um, and um, we ended up hooking it up. Chuck and I hit it off, and uh, and his brother Aaron and I hit it off, and. Uh, and the rest is history. So when you went in to read, like, how, how, how many auditions before you actually met Chuck and read with him? You know what? I want to say at that point I had a pretty decent resume and I, I knew, you know, folks in town. And so I was bypassing some of the earlier stage, you know, sort of pre-read type auditions. Yeah. But I want to say it was three or four probably. Um, I met probably with the producers the first time, uh, some of the other, you know, the, the line producers and whatnot, directors. And then we had, uh, I think another session after that. And then, and then I met Chuck. So it wasn't, it wasn't, but a couple. Yeah. So, so you, how, how tall are you? You're over six feet then, right? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm five, I'm five, 11 and a half. I'm yeah. close in shoes. I'm six. Yeah. You know, um, and on the show, you never you never really get the sense that I like tower over truck or anything like that. No, no, I just it looks, got, it looks I just perfect. Got, I got wind from uh, from some friends. They're like, "Yeah, listen, if you're six foot or above, you know, just don't don't say that. Let them know you're five eleven. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, because he's about what's what is Chuck like five eight, five nine, somewhere in there. I think right? I think he's five nine, maybe yeah. five ten. Yeah, no, he's not. You know. Al Pacino's, you know, short kind of a thing. Yeah. But um, so many actors are, are, you know, sort of smaller guys, and you never know. Yeah. Well, if you're just uh, tuning in, we're talking to actor Judson Mills, um, you, best known for the Walker Texas Ranger TV series. So I want to, uh, I want to uh, talk about martial arts because you're ooh. you're a, you're a great martial artist. Now, how how did that play into getting this role? Did you what did you study? What style and and how, for how long? Well, you. You know what? Before I got the show, you know, I had dabbled a little bit, but I wasn't particularly uh, experienced or proficient uh, really? when I got the show. No, not really. Uh, I was handy, they call it, you know. Um, I'm a good athlete. But um, when I got the show, I immediately hooked up with uh, Benny the Jet, 
uh, Benny Urquidez, uh, who used to be a kickboxing champion. And I, I started training with him here in town uh, until I went to Dallas. And then when I was in Dallas, uh, I got together with a guy named J.J. Perry, who was my the double and my choreographer, my fight choreographer and all that. And we got to busy and got to work. And I really got, really got into Taekwondo uh, yeah. primarily uh, a little bit of jujitsu, but primarily Taekwondo. And so by the time I was done on the show, I had earned, uh, I had earned my black belt with him. Yeah. Because um, Chuck, Chuck is Taekwondo. I mean, I know he's a few different styles, but he's Taekwondo. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. He was the, he was the, well, he was the world seven times. If this is, I can think this is right. He was the seven time undefeated world champion in karate point fighting. Wow. Which is a little different than what you might be used to seeing, you know, in boxing or, but it, they, there's a, a style where two guys face off in a circle and then you fight until somebody scores a point, yeah. uh, which can be done a few different ways. Um, but once the point is scored, then you break and you go back to your, your, you know, your spots there in the circle that you stand behind two lines, sort of give yourself about four or five feet uh, distance between you. And then you fight again. It's kind of like fencing in a way almost. But um, he was he was the man for seven years yeah. uh, in, in karate point fighting. Uh, he sort of changed the whole, the whole game in terms of bringing karate to the West over here. Yeah. Making it a real sort of a household thing. Like up until that point, it wasn't quite as mainstream or certainly as glamorous as, it, as he, he made it. Uh, over here, being a being a Western, a white guy who was really good at, at martial arts. Yeah. So you know what my favorite episode that you were in? You know what it is? Mm. Mm. <laughs> my favorite episode. Do you see if you remember? Because I know you guys did a lot of episodes. The Hammer. Remember the Hammer? Yes. Yeah. The uh, we, that episode was fi- called Fight or Die. Yeah. When the you went into the we, prison and you fought yeah, the guy. Recover. That's a lot of people. People. Most everybody likes that episode. Yeah. The the bear episode where I did attacked by the bear. Uh huh. Um, I don't I know remember. if you remember that. Yeah, one. when you were in the cabin. Camping. Yeah, you guys were held up yeah, in the cabin. Yeah, we were camping. Yep. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And the other one was um, the one where I lose my hearing. And um, yep, I remember that one too. Sydney, Sydney, and I have a sort of a real emotional kind of a. Uh, it's a very uh, a lot of a lot of women like that episode. Yeah, that was a good episode too. So now the yeah. one with the hammer, though, that was you know that was a, there was a lot of karate in that. I mean, was that really hard to film? That was there was a lot of fighting in that, and there was a lot of guys in that episode who were real fighters. I think uh, Randy Macho Man's uh, Savage was in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, um, a couple of other. Uh, um, MMA, you know, real MMA champs in there, uh, and there was a, a ton of fighting we did in that ring. Yeah, it was it was tough. There was a lot of stuff that we that we had to cover in a short period of time, but it was fun. I mean, what a great job that was! Oh, I loved that job. Being uh, at that time, you know, we were the the biggest action show in the world. Sure, and. Um, that was right before CGI started to play a part in television. 
So we were still doing all our stunts for real. Everything was real. All the explosions were real. All the fights were real. All the gags, you know, the car gags, everything was real. So, you know, you, you get one take to blow the house up, and then that's it, because then there's no house after, yeah. that, after yeah. that take. Yeah. So uh, r- right after that, is when uh, 24 hit with Kiefer Sutherland and um, Alias uh, with Jennifer Garner hit. And those were the shows where they started uh, um, implementing um, CGI and different things. And so the whole action, the the bar for action really sort of jumped a little bit. But uh, until that point, we were, we were the, the, the biggest the biggest bang in town. It was just so much fun to come in there as a young man and, and get to go play, you know, shoot them up. Uh, my dad, my kids used to tell their friends at school that my dad kicks bad men. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet you were a hero at their school. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, was, How cool yeah, is that? It was, pretty, it was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. So now did you get to, do you get to, did you get to do any practicing with Norris? I mean, did you guys spar and did he show? Oh yeah. 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 We, <laughs> we sparred and the boss never missed an opportunity to show why he was the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Chuck was um Chuck might have been in his early sixties, I wanna say, honestly, when when I landed on that show. And um we would do we would do some scenes, you know, like let's say at the Ranger headquarters or somewhere where we were sparring in the scene, you know, having a conversation about something, you know, yeah. getting some story storyline out. And he would just take a moment here or there and drop some kind of back kick on me or something and just light me up. But in the most most respectful and gentle of ways, if that makes sense, you would just, as another martial artist, he would get there so fast and, and hit you so hard without crossing the line or the boundary, without really hurting you, that you just knew, man, you know, there's just no way. And he was so strong. He used to, uh, they, we had a gym and a trailer that followed us around when we would go work on location. Mm-hmm. And, and one, one of the trailers uh, had a total gym in it. Um, and we would work out. And, and that guy was so much stronger than I was. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. And I was 30 years old and in the best shape of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was just, so much stronger than me, I, I, I was stunned. Every time I worked out with him, I just couldn't believe how, how in shape he was. Uh, his stamina and uh, his fitness level was just really still in his early 60s. And was he, and like, so, so like when he tagged you, when you guys were, were sparring just to like let you know that, look, I could have really nailed you right there. I mean, did he mm-hmm. laugh? Was it, was it kind of funny? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knew, I knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. There was no ego involved. Right. You know what I mean? There was no pretense involved. It was just one of those moments where he's like, you know what I mean? Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget who the boss is. Don't, I still got it. You know, and it, it was great. You know, uh, it, it was funny every time. And the stunt guys, you know, would anybody watching would know when it happened because as a fighter or an athlete, you know, you're, 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 you're used to watching fights, you know, you know what's going on. You hear that sound, you know, that thud that only comes with a well-placed 
you know, kick or punch or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. And, and then it would then there'd be laughs all around. We'd have to cut and start <laughs> over or something. You know? I but think we keep it. We keep it in the keep it in the shot. You know, we keep it in the scene. Sure. I think he studied Machado Jiu-Jitsu too. I think right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was, uh, proficient in a lot of different styles. And as I remember it, Chuck even, I think developed his own style. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's uh, right. Um, what, it, it, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's, um, yes, he did. We'll Google that during this the commercial moment. Yeah. Yeah, right. I was gonna say this is that moment when, like, on a you know, on a on a baseball game, the the guy with the the earpiece has got the stats guy up on the computer, you know, finding the stat for him or for whatever it is. John will find it. To, John will find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, yeah. is it uh, what um, is American Tang Sudo? Does that uh, no, no. Tang Sudo? That might it? be it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Tang Sudo. Yeah. That sounds right. Is it Tang Soo Do? Oh, There's another name. It says too. it's a combination of Mu Duck Kwan style Tang Soo Do Judo <laughs> and karate. Well, uh, whatever okay. it is, it hurts. <laughs> Chun Kuk Do. Chun Kuk Do. No, that's uh, it. That's it. Chun 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 Kuk Do. Yeah, that's the the style. Okay. That's that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, and it's like a combo. Well, you know, he's you know Norris is the guy that taught Bruce Lee how to kick high, because yeah. Bruce Lee right. never knew how to kick high, right, Judson? Um, I don't know that story, but I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. There's some great trivia around all of that stuff. That big fight they had, and Enter the Dragon, and yeah, there's yeah. some great trivia out there about stuff like that. Yeah, they because, were great friends, those guys. Yeah, Bruce Lee was like he was, you know, he was he was kung fu. So he didn't. Mm-hmm. He never kicked high, and then I think believe that what everything I read said that Norris taught him how to how to it said why not be able to kick high too, you know. You know, while I was yeah, lo- well, it's interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was saying while I was looking for that, I saw that you just had a birthday. Yes, I did. I did. Happy birthday! <laughs> thank you. I thank you. You know, what's weird is this. I think is the second or third year in a row now I've turned fifty. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I can't. Well, keep them coming. Just, just keep 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 the number plateaued. the same. <laughs> I keep plateaued out. Stroke of luck there. So now, um, so what's next? So that's not interesting. Happy birthday cake. So what's next for you, yeah. Judson? Like, what do you? What are your plans now? Um, you know what? I've been working on a lot. Working on movies for the last couple of years. Um, I have a, a because of quarantine. I. Um, you know, there was I wasn't working on a lot, you know, creatively, but everybody had nothing to do, so everybody was editing. You know, so all these movies I've done over the last two or three years are now getting finished or done. So I have a, a movie right now that's uh, tra- traveling around the, the festival circuit that's getting a lot of attention and awards. I'm, I'm really uh, sort of uh, it's kind of a Irish mob film, Irish gangster type film, kind of like The Town or The Departed. Um, I play the heavy in it, the mob boss. It's set up in Maine. Uh, it's called um, Down East. Uh, and then I have two other movies, one with Ron Perlman and Natasha Hestrich, which is just a crazy, like, Kill Bill kind of film. Um, uh, Robert Rodriguez type of film that that's getting ready to drop. Uh, and then I have um, another a series I just signed on to, uh, which is a really cool story about 
some a place where uh, kids youth wayward youth go a ranch up in northern california where kids go to get right to get straightened out to deal with some of their uh, trauma and stuff so that's a a real um feel good kind of um story about healing and redemption i'm excited about that about that series but um yeah i'm just uh you know kicking around and, and doing the thing. I've been really grateful and fortunate to uh, to just keep on working. That's awesome. Um, so now when you worked on Walker, did you walk, you work, were you on the episodes, I can't remember, with Jimmy Wilczek? Was he on the ones with you? We, you know what, we just crossed sort of uh, a little bit. Like right when they started, when they introduced our characters, that was sort of right after they'd done the Sons of Thunder thing. Yeah. And so I think we might have had one episode where we all crossed paths. Somehow they all had a similar interesting story. If you were talking about trivia, Jimmy Wolchick played my older brother on my very first job on As the World Turns. When oh, I was wow. Like 20, yeah, when I was 20 years old in, um, in New York City, I, uh, I signed on to uh, As the World. It's actually my first audition out of acting school. Get that. Wow. My first audition, I booked a three-year contract on As the World Turns, and Jimmy Wolchick played my older brother. Fast forward. <laughs> Must have been ten years later. Um, here we are, uh, buddying up on the set of Walker. Um, so was he? Was he? He was. A, he's a martial artist too, though, right? Uh, he was a martial artist. Yep, and uh, and now he is a. I believe he's a state trooper or a, or a L.A. County sheriff for real. Really? He went and got yes. He wow. Went and got himself. Yeah, trained and uh, accepted and has been on the force for a while now, I think. Uh, I cross paths with him every once in a while on appearances and stuff, too, you know, because he's uh, so closely woven into that that Walker lineage with Sons of Thunder and those guys. So does he do, he doesn't do acting anymore at all, or does he just periodically? You know what, I, I don't know that he does, uh, but he may, he may still do some stuff uh, when he has time, uh, yeah. you know, once... Once you got the bug and, and you're an artist yeah. like that, it's, it's hard to shake it. Even if you're just having fun doing theater or you know stuff around to, you know town to keep that uh, that artist itch scratched, if you will. Um, so I, I, he may still be, but I know that's probably takes quite a bit of time. You know, being a you know sheriff. Yeah, we're talking to actor Judson Mills, um, best known for Walker, Texas Ranger, the TV series with Chuck Norris. So you 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 can go anywhere in the world and get recognized, right? I mean, that show is everywhere. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I wasn't really aware of how popular it was overseas until well, it's probably been the better part of ten years now. But I, I it was our, our show was number one in France for a while. Yeah, and so I went over went over a couple of times to France and um did appearances over there and it was crazy yeah. i mean crazy uh far more fa- famous and recognizable overseas than i am here yeah um, yeah because there's because I'm, because we're spoiled in america <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know? yeah right exactly <laughs> you go over yeah, the, you go over there you go over there you're sitting in a french yeah. cafe they're gonna mob you over there <laughs> that's right no we had to i had to have had to have I, I was the grand marshal for uh, a music festival, country music festival, con- uh, American 
Western culture and uh, country music is huge in France uh, and a lot of areas in Europe. But so I went over there and hosted a country music festival with 150,000 people over the weekend. And I had to have security. I had to have like six or eight security guards that would sometimes have to circle around me and lock arms uh, to try to keep the people off. Wow. It was really, it was, yeah, it was really uh, nuts. I mean, if I never really smash it home and win an Oscar or any of the things we are all hoping to do, you know, as actors, I will know before I die what it's like to be a Beatle. Yeah, really you had that. Sure. I was not prepared. That's really I awesome. I mean, to, to be able yeah. to experience that. Sure. Yeah, it, it was a bucket list type of moment. I, I had no idea. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Actor Judson Mills, uh, best known for Walker, Texas Ranger, and, and uh, other movies coming out. Um, thank you so much, Judson, for being on. We really appreciate it. Oh, man, I had a great time. I thank you guys for inviting me. It's yeah, come back again. Nice uh, we'll talk about... That. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, we'll talk about your next projects in, in the future. Judson Mills, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, you've been listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Rich and I do this every Thursday morning at 10, and man, do we love it when you come by to say hello. We know there's a ton of things you could be doing. The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us, it means the world. It really, really does. So join us next Thursday morning at 10 for more of this The Vegas Voice. Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger-looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. Direct from the Vegas Voice Radio Studio, it's the Vegas Voice Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. Everything you need to know to avoid becoming a target of elder scams. Now, here's your host, the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another segment of Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. I'm Dan Roberts, and our Vegas Voice goal is to inform you of all the bad stuff that surrounds our lives when we answer the telephone or reply to emails. I'm doing everything to protect myself and my loved ones from the coronavirus, and I hope you are too. But while you're protecting yourself, the bad guys are out there with their latest scams and schemes. And their scams are everywhere regarding the pandemic. From fake medical test kits 
to receiving that federal stimulus check. Be prepared for a number of future unsolicited telephone calls and emails, all playing on your fears. We'll have specific details in future segments, but every, and I mean every, upcoming scam and scheme can be stopped if you use a little common sense and think. Some person on the phone discussing the coronavirus? Ask yourself these three simple questions. One, who is the message from? Does that person properly identify himself or herself? Check your caller ID, or better yet, ask for the phone number so you can call them back. If need be, tell them that your grandchild is crying, or the dog has to go out, or any excuse you can come up with. If the person doesn't want you to hang up or won't give you a phone number, it's a scam. End of story. Two, what do they want? No matter how good it sounds or how well-intentioned it may be, always remember our Vegas Voice Scams number one rule and rules two, three, four, and five. Never, never, never give him or her money. Never, never, never. And that goes double for personal information. Under no circumstance do you disclose your bank account number, your social security number, or even your date of birth. Ever, ever, ever. And finally, point number three. What evidence supports their message? Can you fact check what is being claimed? Talk to someone, a neighbor, a friend, or a family member to either verify or debunk what you are being told. And for the love of God, please don't tell me it has to be true since you read it on the internet. By the way, if that caller urges or pressures you to do what he wants now, it's a scam. Always, always, always. So once again, what should you do when you get that email or telephone call? The answer is easy. Delete that email, and if by telephone, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, and hang up the phone. We'll have more scams in future segments. Until then, this is Dan Roberts for Vegas Voice Scam Schemes and Senior Safety, hoping that everyone stays safe, be smart, and to always slam those scams.